This is Laura Deirdre with the Becker's Cardiology and Heart Surgery Podcast. I'm thrilled today to be joined by Anand Singh, Vice President of the RWJ Barnabas Health Northern Cardiothoracic Surgery Strategy and St. Barnabas Medical Center Cardiovascular Services. Anand, it's a pleasure to have you on the podcast today. Pleasure to be on. Thanks for giving me the opportunity to uh, talk with you guys and give you some of my insight and background and what's going on in the cardiovascular landscape today. Fantastic. Uh, before we dive into the questions, could you tell us a little bit more about yourself and your career journey? Sure. Uh, so I started ultimately right out of college and it's into a broker out of college, and that was an interesting career move. Uh, I always had a passion for healthcare, but not on the clinical side, more on the operations side. So using my finance background, I kind of started in, morphed and went into healthcare operations, starting from the ground level up and working my way through the different areas of healthcare services from operations to admitting to pre-search authorization, and then really started to get into a niche um, five or six years into my career in the cardiovascular landscape, working in the cath lab on operations, um, helping grow the cardiovascular and the cath lab uh, side, then helped uh, our physician leadership team expand and build a structural heart program at Wild Cornell Medicine uh, in New York City. Uh, that helped me learn a lot on the operations side, clinical pathways, policies, protocols. And then from that role, more into more cardiac surgery uh, operations, and now overseeing the cardiovascular and the cardiac surgery service line for the Northern region and also St. Barnabas. So helping learn all different aspects of the healthcare delivery model from the clinical side to the operation side to the revenue side um, and both on the cardiology and cardiac side. So I've been dealing with that for well over a decade now, and it's been an interesting uh, roller coaster in the cardiovascular landscape as it's continually growing and evolving uh, dynamic in that um, service line. Got it. Got it. I'm so interested to hear more, you know, about the field and how you've been growing and developing uh, along those lines. What are your top priorities today and how do you see them evolving over the next 12 months or so? Well, I think in the next 12 months, it's an interesting time frame currently that we're just trying to recover from a pandemic. I think first and foremost, we have to get our community back, have them get that sense of security and feeling of positive and knowing that although they've been through a lot, that our service line is here to help the community and continue to help our team inside the hospital uh, day to day. So I think healing our community and our staff so we can move forward during this tough past year is one of the key priorities. Um, second part is to continue to grow our cardiovascular landscape and the fact of expanding clinical trials, expanding access, uh, creating more reach for our service line, whether that's physician um, outreach, whether that's making sure marketing is on on part and with us in how we're trying to brand our service line and our cardiovascular specialties and continuously to work with our leadership team and our nursing team to making sure we have the best protocols, policies, pathways for the cardiovascular service line. Got it. Yeah, I think that's really interesting. And, you know, when you talk about some of your marketing and branding efforts and reaching out to the community, um, what do you see as some of the, the biggest challenges you have to overcome within that space? And what has worked? What hasn't? 
Well, I think on the challenging side, uh, I think trying to continue to expand the cardiovascular landscape and what the community are aware of, what programs and services. They know a lot about what we do, but we want to make them realize we are just as strong as our competitors. And we want, we have some of the best group of experienced cardiology and cardiac surgeons in the country, if not in the state. We're really willing to work with our individual providers and the patients on the best care plans and making sure that quality is an important part of this and making sure that we have good quality, good outcomes, good uh, experienced nursing and physicians that are working together in a multidisciplinary approach um, that helps us move our cardiovascular service line in the best direction. Um, second part of this is obviously we're recovering from a financial uh, challenge. So we want to make sure that in the mix of all this, that we're being very analytical and efficient on on quality metrics, on efficiencies in terms of staffing, use of OR time, room time, first case start times, those type of details. So it makes our service line and where everything will end up landing on in a more positive direction and a positive momentum for the system, for the hospital, and for our patients as well. Got it. Yeah, I, I think that makes a ton of sense. And, you know, beyond some of the marketing challenges, are there any other big challenges that you're facing today? Well, the payer, the payer mixes are, you know, we have a set payer mix, but how they reimburse and reimbursement levels are changing constantly. And insurance companies are looking to cut reimbursements or make them more challenging. So making sure that we have a strong coding and documentation team, uh, a really good integrated clinical documentation uh, team working in conjunction with our physicians to make sure that we can be ahead of any barriers uh, on that sense and making sure that we continue to do our, our relationships and contracts with some of the payers out there so we can ensure that we have a very robust uh, commercial and Medicare uh, payer mix uh, that we're contracted with. Got it. Yeah, I, I think that really makes a, a ton of sense and, you know, is it, something that I know a lot of systems are struggling with right now. Uh, how are you thinking about department growth? Well, I think we, we definitely want to grow our service because we have an amazing group of cardiovascular on all aspects. So I think we want to continue, one, to build relationships with our physicians and make sure that providing access, whether that's scheduling, block time, that we have even more cardiologists on our system and on our service line so we can help grow that even more. Increase communication with our providers and with our local um, physicians as well as our system doctors to make sure they know of the great clinical pathways, clinical resources and that are available to them and making sure they know of great technology and imaging resources that we have. So they're aware of all the gamut of what cardiovascular is available through the Northern RWJ system. Um, making sure that we're, we're holding people and our staff accountable uh, for issues and concerns so we can help correct them. And most importantly, don't forget the caring aspect of the healthcare part so we can make sure that people know we are in this with them. And it's been a tough year, but we are all looking to help grow 
the service line, help grow the relationship and make sure that it's easier for everyone involved uh, on the cardiovascular service line. Got it. That, that makes a ton of sense. And before <laughs> we wrap up our conversation, um, can you share three pieces of advice for emerging leaders today? Well, I think the biggest three things that I can tell from my experience overall is continue to look to learn. You know, always ask open-ended questions. Always look for guidance from your colleagues and your leadership um, from all levels, from C-suites to directors, managers, and your peers who are not in management. They can always provide information and um, guidance. Sometimes being in the trenches with your teammate makes you a better leader and makes them as well feel more empowered to make a difference. Uh, two, uh, just understand that there's always opportunity in every system and just keep your eyes out and looking for those opportunities and seeing how you can differentiate yourself from anyone else in the field. And lastly, I would just say, always be honest and open to what you can and cannot do or don't, are not aware of. If you're not sure of the answer, if you're not comfortable, just say you don't know. Uh, I think a lot of people get caught up and afraid to say, I don't know this and I don't know how to handle it. And that creates uh, a tension or a frustration or people see that and it makes it uncomfortable. I think at the end of the day, always know who you are as a person and what your skill sets are and that you're always trying to learn and grow and you're willing to make mistakes. It's okay. Fantastic. Well, Ananda, thank you so much for joining us on the podcast today. This has been a really great discussion and I look forward to connecting with you in the future. Thanks as well. I look forward to talking more and I thank you for the opportunity to be part of this podcast.